And now, making their way into the arena, hailing from the great pro wrestling state of Massachusetts, they are the hosts of the Top of the Cage podcast. Here are Bill and Juice. Thank you again, Rich Palladino, the voice of New England. And yes, I am the super producer. I am Bill, and I am joined, as always, by my tag team partner, my wrestling confidant. He is the future booking genius, Justin Juice Cannon. Yeah. Okay. Juice, how are you doing? I'm good. Recently moved to settling in Vegas. So it's cool. It's, you know, uh, looking forward to some rest, good wrestling in Vegas, too, that's coming up. And if Double or Nothing is in May, which I'm going, so that'll be cool. Whoa, is that official? It is official. I already have the tickets. Awesome. So that is official. I'll be there. And uh, I'm, as- I'm also, we also got, because we had this on the drive from Massachusetts to Vegas. We stayed in so many Hilton hotels that we racked points. We actually have a free three-day, like, in the Hilton that's on the Strip, the big, like, red one, if, if anyone's been to Vegas and seen the Strip. There's a big red Hilton. Um, we're staying at that that entire weekend. So I'll be there Vegas weekend. I'll be walking around Vegas, maybe see some wrestlers, maybe become best friends with John Silver or – or Sammy, or I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. I'll, I'll hope for that for you and for the podcast. Yes. But but going from those established names to a smaller local name, uh, Juice, tonight our guest is a good friend of the podcast, a good friend of mine, especially for many years. We have a current training wrestler for the New England Pro Wrestling Academy, and he has even seen some squash match action on chaotic shows. He is the meat man maddie meets and one thing i really liked about this conversation juice is that we got really intimate in terms of things like training and you know one thing we we like to pride ourselves on we've had some of our past guests kind of compliment on this as well is we don't really ask those questions like where did you train you know who was your inspiration what got you into wrestling you know like we like to ask the questions more about you know, their career or who they are as a person, because we are pretty active on our social medias. And that's at TOTC underscore pod. If you don't follow us, it was really nice to have a conversation about things like paying your dues, you know, working on the basics, you know, who, who Matt's trainers were and kind of what they've been teaching them. And, and it's really interesting to hear because he's still learning and developing his character, Maddie Meets, which if you guys do not know who he is, you should make sure you check him out on uh, Instagram and Twitter at Maddie Meets. He is a, a really good character, honestly. It is who Matt is as a person turned up to like 11. And as he said in the interview, I believe he said like word for word, I am just like exemplifying my worst traits. Yeah, it was a, <laughs> it was a funny funny interview it was cool to have him on and get like a more beginner um perspective i mean we had shannon on but really we focused more on her like it was the phase right after training that beginning year because she takes so many bookings um and me matt has really only had two matches 
and um, one of them being a battle royal. And I'm curious to see where he goes. And with that amateur wrestling background, I hope that he gets uh, some film sessions in, watches some for like a Chad Gable or a Tucker or something like that, and tries to steal some of their techniques because um, I think he'll be good. He's a really good character. He definitely has the character work down, the promos down. Uh, he's more an athlete than he gives himself credit for. I mean, I'm not able to freaking do those three weeks of class, the, the intense workouts that are wrestling schools. So, you know, hats off to him. Indeed. And yes, we will not hold you back from this interview any longer. Ladies and gentlemen, Maddie meets. <laughs> Welcome to Top of the Cage. I am Juice, joined by my co-host Bill, and we got another interview for you. We got a special guest, a friend of ours, a uh, wrestling trainee, and uh, eventual chaotic wrestling champion one day, maybe, I don't know, <laughs> but let's say yeah, is the one, the only, the meat man, Maddie Meats. What's going on, boys? Thanks for helping, <laughs> helping me sound better than just a glorified jobber right now. One squash, one battle royale. You know, I'm killing it. The indie scene hasn't seen anything like this before. I don't know. I saw clips of that battle royale, and you were definitely the star. And just you running around with the pepperoni stick or the meat stick was just golden. Yeah, I uh, we were doing ring crew after, and I just found half a pepperoni stick, and I guess I just broke it off someone's head midway through. Like, I had no idea. Felt really bad about it, but... I mean, no one said anything, so. Did it, did it hurt them? Did they, they didn't say anything at all? <laughs> it hurts. Um, I don't know who I hit, but when I first got it, I was like, should I be hitting people as, like, hard as possible with this? Like, as, like, a foreign object? And uh, someone hit me pretty hard, and I had, like, a huge welt on my back, so. <laughs> it has weight. And that thing was gross. I was in my gym bag since uh, the AC Romero fight because I just restock every time. Oh. So it was like like uh, Randy Rivera. I remember I, I hit him in the back with it, and I just saw this huge pepperoni grease mark on his back. And I was like, all right, Love Doug's got him. I'll go get someone else. Like, <laughs> you know, I, I don't want to give anyone back me in the ring. Like, I want to do damage, but, you know, not that kind of damage. So where did the idea for the meat stick as a weapon come from? So originally, Chase, uh, when he presented to me um, going up against AC and giving me an opportunity in that match with him, uh, he was like, listen, uh, we're not trying to bury you, but you're going up against AC. There's a good chance uh, you're not going to make it, which was true. Uh, everyone's been calling you Maddie Meats in class. Is this like a name that you like? Is this something that you want to keep as a gimmick? And I was like, uh, no, I wanted to be a uh, rat mears. And, uh, you know, same character, uh, just I wasn't like glued to meat my entire career. And uh, he's like, all right, good. Yeah, so we'll do that. You lose. And like, if it gets over, we can just change your name. But I doubt that's going to happen. So, uh, he said that they're going to give me a big entrance. Let me do it. He's like, you know, get the crowd on your side, like get him pumped up. So who's the best wrestler of all time? The Sandman. 
Okay, continue. <laughs> so I was like, I gotta have a uh, kick-ass entrance, you know, high energy. Uh, I gotta get people on me strictly with that. And uh, I can't do the kendo stick because the goat already did it. Uh, so I bought, I bought a pepperoni stick at the market basket. <laughs> you know, used it in a couple class matches. It seemed to work well. And uh, just went out of there. And Chase was running chaotic at the time. So I don't even think he noticed me walk out with the pepperoni stick. Uh, <laughs> until I threw it into the crowd. I think he saw it on the monitor. He's like, what is he throwing? So <laughs> That's actually beautiful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, for anybody who doesn't know, you know, you are just starting your wrestling career. Um, and you are currently training at the New England Pro Wrestling Academy. Um, so I guess kind of one of the first questions about the New England Pro Wrestling Academy is how did you find it? And, uh, you know, how's it going? I found it a month before the pandemic started, which is when I uh, started watching wrestling um, around that time. Because I, I think AW Revolution 2020, that was a leap year, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was the first pay-per-view I saw other than like, the year and a half I watched in middle school. So I was like, I can do this. And I was gonna do the fancy camp and uh, ended up not being able to. I had like a conflict that day and was gonna sign up. And then, you know, the whole pandemic started, which then led me into looking at other wrestling schools. And I was gonna go to one in Salisbury um, that now has turned into Next Gen, I think in Manchester, uh, but they just closed down. And I was like, I'm not driving to Manchester all day. So I figured I'd stop in at uh, Nepla. And I watched a class. Uh, I was like, yeah, I want to do this. Signed up. And then found out the hard way. It's one of, uh, like, the top schools in the country. Uh, the standard they hold you at. You know, I thought I'd be doing this just as a, uh, as a joke. You know, and do, like, one match. Uh, like, in a crappy bingo hall. And, <laughs> yeah, like... 25 people in the crowd and then never do it again and uh i'm just so overly competitive <laughs> then i'm just locked in uh training there i mean with all these great people so uh, it's awesome i mean it's the best case scenario for me so i'm happy about that not making fun of next gen or anything like that i i've never just been there i mean it seems like they're doing really well with apw but uh you know Nepla's has that long legacy yeah, that's for sure. I mean, we've talked about it plenty of times. I mean, we've interviewed Chase, um, you know, we've interviewed people like Davey, JT, um, you know, Inferna, a lot of guys who are just, you know, chaotic people and they, they only praise Nepa and it's, it really is. It's a, it's a birthplace of stars. You know, you got Dijak, you got Tommaso Ciampa, Sasha, you know, Kofi, a lot of great people have come through those halls and done the work that you're doing now. So who are, who are some of your main trainers right now? So Chase, so luckily Chase didn't lose uh, Nepua in the chaotic switch. Max Smashmaster is a uh, trainer there, so uh, I'll see him more in the weekends and stuff like that. Then, uh, oh man, I don't know his work name. The English guy on commentary, Darren. Uh, and then Brian Logan uh, will stop, stop in every once in a while. He was there more when I first started. And then, you know, we get people like A.G., or like other guys who are vets who will come in and run class for the day. Davey will run class. So um, it's good. I mean, we have a lot of people with a lot of different styles and a lot of knowledge. Um, so it works out pretty well. Do you have a favorite person that runs a class? 
Yeah, I think it depends on the day. I really enjoy Chase's practices um, because they're very uh, conditioning based and conditioning has always been my weakest point. Uh, even when I wrestled in high school and college, uh, amateur wrestling, I would just get gassed out in the first period. Uh, I'm disgusting. I don't take good care of my body, as you guys can tell while I'm out there. So I enjoy that. Uh, Chase's style is a lot more, uh, you know, I don't even know. He, I mean, he just covers a lot. Uh, it's more fast paced. He runs like a lot of the main weekday classes. Then um, Max Mashmaster is great because he knows so much about wrestling. Uh, he's, he, you name like a wrestler from the 19, like 1917. And he knows exactly who they are. Their win-loss record. How many people they accidentally killed in the ring because they snapped someone's leg and they didn't have uh, like antibiotics then, so they just died. Like <laughs> he knows everything. Uh, I enjoy Darren because he's more British, strong style type stuff, um, which I like because I didn't grow up watching wrestling, so I don't like some of the gimmicky stuff. And he'll call that out right away. But like, he deals more with the beginner's ring. So by the time that he came back from his surgery, uh, I was moved out of the beginner's ring. So I get like feedback here and there. And then eight, I love when AG comes down because AG is so uh, focused on like devils in the details, uh, why things matter, why psychology matters, why we do this, um, because it makes it more real. Like a sunset flip, I never understood when we would practice in class, like letting people hit sunset flips on us, why someone would just bend down like that. So I never let anyone hit sunset flips on me during like actual matches because why is that happening? Now I do because AG said, you're going for a back body drop. If they're running straight at you, go through a back body drop. But all these worms jump over you, sunset flip, losers, that kind of thing. Or uh, if someone does an up and over, He's like, grab him, you know, and he can, or, or drop downs. You know, I did so many leapfrog drop downs, not knowing why, until he's like, you're trying to trip them. I was like, oh, <laughs> doesn't work, but you try it. So, I mean, they're all great. Um, depends on my mood. Like if I don't want to work, chase classes are tough, tough. <laughs> we could tell from just, we went to just one, you saw us a lot more than one but we saw one as chase and brad running it and chase is a workhorse to put it um nicely <laughs> yeah well-oiled machines <laughs> i mean you have to it's that's one of the things i remember when we went to go see the class he was really driving home the point of safety um you know and i'm sure in your training that's probably a point they've driven home pretty steadfastly yeah oh yeah definitely i mean even when you first start out like there's some stuff that i was doing and he'll he'll tell you and i i like it too i like uh how chase will say stuff kind of reminds me of like i don't know like a football or wrestling coach that i had where he's like and he has limited time so he's like don't do this because you'll break someone's neck or he's like get out because you're being dangerous it's like yeah you gotta you gotta be safe in the ring i mean we've seen it even recently like with biggie's neck injury you know just one small misstep can break somebody's neck, literally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's terrifying. It's a thrill. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing you're bringing up a lot is, uh, you know, your amateur wrestling background. And, and for anybody who doesn't know, you and I have known each other for a very long time. Um, and, and I've known that amateur wrestling has been a part of your life for a very long time. 
Um, so let's get into that a little bit and talk about kind of how that translates into the style you're looking to bring in the ring. Um, yeah, I'm still figuring that out. <laughs> it definitely helps a lot um, with small things. Like I was saying before, devils in the details stuff. Because um, I, I, I've never been a body guy. Uh, I hate working out. You know, I'd rather like starve myself for two months and cut down to like six percent body fat than go to the gym for three months. So in wrestling, I was always like what they call like a bone wrestler. I was never good, but because uh, this is why. But it was all like working people's like ligaments and kind of like uh, like physics of like joints and how to move stuff um, to get their, them there. So the ability to work people over. Uh, the laziest, most precise way possible. Uh, so coming into wrestling, <laughs> this kind of wrestling, it's a little bit harder to do that kind of stuff. Um, but luckily for me, you know, uh, with like an amateur background, I'm able to like manipulate people's bodies more, um, you know, like slide out of stuff, control my own body better. Uh, I, I am hoping to learn more throws, uh, I did mess up my shoulder, so I was going to do that Saturday, but uh, I keep dislocating it, just getting up. So uh, <laughs> I asked uh, Max Mashmaster, who was running class, because I was like, can you please show me how to do a belly to belly? Because I want to accidentally break someone's neck in the ring. And he said, you won't, because you're never going to give a belly to belly to someone as big as Big E. But. Yeah, I want to learn more suplexes. Uh, I've been watching a lot of Taz ECW matches to learn stuff. Uh, submissions would be nice. Uh, Hook does a great, uh, like, almost amateur wrestling type submission uh, where he'll throw a leg in and kind of choke him. So this is stuff that I want to practice. I've just, I've been out for, like, the past month almost because I keep dislocating my shoulder and then not being able to raise it past here. That sucks. I, yeah, I shoulder injuries, even injuries in general are tough to work through. I mean, do you like go to like a rehab for that or is it just kind of like a rested ice it, heat it sort of thing? Yeah. Um, so both my shoulders are destroyed, so I can't go past here for like most of the time. Anyways, my athletic trainer said senior year of, year of college, um, that I'm messed up, but I'm not messed up enough to get physical therapy or surgery to fix it. So, and, and now I barely have health insurance, you know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I don't have time either. I, I have a full-time job, but I'm, I'm a special ed, like facility worker. Uh, I'm a father. So, and then I'm wrestling training on top of this to escape that. So I, I don't have time to get my shoulders checked, go to therapy, get a physical blood work. No, <laughs> you know, Maddie Meats is like, almost off the grid medically really living the gimmick there <laughs> yeah it's not a gimmick <laughs> you know this is just what i have to hide from my family <laughs> i know we talked about a little bit earlier too um you know kind of still finding that in-ring style um you know kind of molding and working that character still so what is like the journey to find a pro wrestling character i remember talking to you you know it was something that you were working with a lot and even like finding like a finisher or something like that was something that you worked a lot on um, so you know i don't know if that's something that you work like with the trainers on or if that's something that like at midnight on a wednesday you're just like oh shit that's what i want to do 
Yeah. Um, I think my journey might be a little bit different than uh, most people's just because my lack of wrestling knowledge. Uh, when I reach out to you guys, because you guys are like, <laughs> know the most about wrestling than most people I know. Um, so for me, it's kind of like trying to figure out what works for me, uh, what I want to hit. So uh, the pump handle driver that uh, Penta hits a lot um, was amazing because I used to hit that in collegiate wrestling because, like I said, I was bad. So I would put a pump handle on a kid when he was on the bottom, like when I was like on top. And if he would post up, I'd run a half Nelson and I'd tug him in the balls legally because I suck. So I had to wrestle dirty. I was like a real life heel in collegiate wrestling. I'd pull people's uh, nose hair out, like uh, hit pressure points. There's one here, one here, and like one in your armpit. Like I'd be getting the living crap kicked out of me and I'd be like shoving fingers up a kid's nose and stuff like this. Like I was whore ripping their armpit hair like anything I could, um, I never bit, but so I, I do that. And then if they, uh, fought away, I'd basically lock up like a submission tilt where I'd lock their arm in like this, put my, uh, knee into their rib cage and just drive them back. And I'd start grinding my forehead into their temple. Cause I was a real, I feel I was, I'd, I'd, I'd talk so much trash too. I'd be like hot dogging them, tell them I kissed their dad on the lips after. And I was awful. These kids would all get mad and like, give me a receipt. Like there's no end, but it was real. So they'd like kill me. So <laughs> the finisher was that I, I probably hit once, but I was obsessed with trying to hit it was if a kid stood up, I still had his hand in the pump handle position, you jack him in the nuts, you throw a half and you basically like trip them with their leg and you drop them on their head and you pin them. So when I wanted to do a finisher, I saw that and I was like, that's exactly what I want to do. But he just killed Rey Mysterio in that uh, video I saw. But that moves really dangerous. You know, and there's, there's rules in our wrestling. And I don't want to end someone's career. You know, we're all adults. So it's, uh, it's something that I, I haven't tried yet. But journey-wise for me, uh, and what I want to work with, I see this stuff that was in my amateur wrestling career. Um, character work you know maddie meets has always been uh the character the name wasn't there originally i wanted to be the worst and do a sausage gimmick and i was like that's dumb so i was gonna be rat mirrors now i'm back to the sausage gimmick you know maddie meets is just like my worst qualities that i uh, exemplified times 10 and it seems to be getting over now so that's what leads us to another question you're saying that it's based on the heel and you're a heel but just your limited appearances. You do not get treated by the fans. You're very, very over. You get the crowd. Are you thinking of maybe just going face, going into the crowd, or just really trying to drill in that heel persona, what you were when you were amateur wrestling? Fortunately for me, I am a baby face. Uh, so it is, it is working out for me. Uh, but also has worked out for me um, that, like, I think Brad Cashy brought up in practice, he's like, you, you can still kind of wrestle like a heel, you know, you, you'll never have to learn how to wrestle. Like, I like that kind of stuff. I like, like the hard hitting, like the shoulder bumps, like in practice, sometimes they're like, why'd you do that? That was very heelish. And it's just like, well, what do you mean? You know, you have an opportunity, you take it, you know, it's a, it's a fight. You know, it's not like I'm tugging the guy's balls. Like I used to do an amateur wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> heel, heel meets is, bad uh i i've done a couple heel matches heats heats are my uh 
weakest point. I get very flustered uh, with my amateur background. Once I get flustered, I'll just start wrapping people up or smothering them. And uh, it's just not the style. It doesn't work well. But talking shit and hot dogging, you know, is the things I'm best at. It seems to be working as a baby face because I haven't like, you know, been going hard at it, but I'll still kind of like hot dog people here and there. And, and I suck, you know, I've only been training uh, a year starting next month. Maybe it's next month, April. I still suck. I'm getting my ass beat. So I guess when I'm talking trash, you know, I look like an underdog, which resonates, you know, I'm not, I'm not cheating to win yet. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll see. <laughs> and I, I really can't give an ass kicking heat. Uh, that's my weakest. I'd say that's my weakest quality right now. Said the fact that I don't know how to wrestle. Uh, so that's where I am. So, I mean, baby face all the way until I turn bad. When you're in classes and stuff like that, just because I feel like I never asked anybody this question. What do you guys like work on promos or is it like mostly working on the end ring stuff? I've shot one promo. How'd that go? That was sick. Um, <laughs> we were doing the class was a box of a thousand gimmicks, I think, where before class or when you came to class, you pick from a hat. And the gimmick that you get is uh, you have to play that gimmick the whole time, never break character. So I was. Uh, as Gaz Gusto, I think, or Yaz Gusto. I screwed up the name during the promo. I got yelled at. Um, and I was a firefighter who was a uh, moon who had moonlight as a jazz musician by night. But you can't tell anyone your name. You can't make tell anyone what your gimmick is. So, you know, like in in the ring, I would only hit fireman carries. Uh, I just start scatting during the middle of like, like I'd like pick someone up and I'd start doing like a tilt a whirl with them and a fireman's. I'd be like, scooby doop doop doop. Uh, I, I shot a promo as that, but uh, you know, advanced class, I think they did it more. They used to do a, uh, uh, it was Nepwa XT where they would do like basically a show. Um, but I wasn't allowed in that class. I wasn't ready for it until it was over. So I, they do help with promos, but I, I, I haven't. <laughs> and I'm, I'm a bit inconsistent with my training. I'm not nearly where I feel like I wanted to be just because, you know, I have my career commitments. I have my son and stuff like that. So uh, I do miss out on uh, more. And I'm also lazy. So if I didn't have those things, I probably just wouldn't be there at all. Uh, but yeah, promos, character, they'll help you find a character. They'll help you work on a moveset if you ask. Um, same with like learning moves and stuff like that, because there's so many of us and, you know, we're all over the place, even like the advanced ring. Um, I'm kind of like lower on the totem pole there compared to a lot of people. So, you know, it's just uh, run through spots. Uh, all right, we have extra time today. Let's run like a class match, five minutes. We'll do like a four man, like tag match. So a typical tag match or like a three man, six man type thing and make that like 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah. Most of the stuff is kind of uh, up to us before class, after class, you know, you, you find a vet. Becca taught me how to do a suplex there because she hit one on me during practice. And I was like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. So she, she, she'll find someone else like an advanced person be like, yeah, I'll show you how to do that. They grab someone slightly more advanced than you. And then they make them take all the bumps uh, and critique. 
So uh, it's like, I mean, everyone there's great. Everyone's there to help each other. Um, some people are scumbags, you know, but you see that in shows. So like that Loggins guy, he's a piece of garbage. I got my first experience of uh, the vegan. Uh. <laughs> oh, vegan Keegan's great. He won't do a tag team with me. What a shame. Yeah, that would be quite the tag Beauty and the Meats. I had it all set up. <laughs> <laughs> You both have like the long, luscious, flowing hair too. Like right. The, the chest hair—that's the meat right there. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if a vegan and a carnivore can get along, dude. I, I, exactly. I, I mean, like he says all the time, he's like, "We just have a better feud." I'm like, "No." It's like the Rock and Sock connection. Like they fought for so long, like literal, like S tier wrestling matches, and then they became a tag team, and they were an S tier tag team. Really, I didn't know this thing. I don't watch wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> what can we expect from for Maddie Meets in the future? I know you said you know you're still kind of working on getting consistent with training, and then at that point, um, you know, I'm sure it probably is like the process of of getting bookings and stuff, which I have no idea about. Um, so I don't know if you can give us a little insight on that. Yeah, um, I haven't been told if I'm allowed to take bookings, but uh, I mean, I've been offered bookings, so I, I'm assuming I'm allowed to now. The issue is I'm still trying to figure out how to get it because a lot of the stuff is like paying your dues. Um, like I prioritize, uh, you know, ring crew. Most of the time I was at chaotic things have been a little bit hectic with me now because, you know, I got a two-year-old that I can't take to ring crew on Friday nights now. And, you know, now it's getting nice. So no one wants to babysit for me. Um, so a lot of the stuff's like paying your dues, you know, showing that you're there, that you're able to help. Uh, I, I wouldn't really say kissing ass because you're not really kissing ass anyone, but it's just kind of, you know, doing your part, making yourself known, showing you're a good guy, you understand the business, getting yourself out there. Uh, so that's been kind of tough for me because I can't go to like a Lucky Pro, APW, Limitless all the way up in Maine or whatever, uh, those ones are just because I don't have like time commitments. So it's kind of a, uh, you know, it's kind of like a kick in the balls now uh, that I'm so busy where it's like trying to get bookings, uh, but not able to like do the work. And I don't, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm ready, but I've been offered bookings and, you know, people have in class have said, I, I seem like I'm like, getting there to be show ready um that it, i don't know it just i forgot what i was talking about to be completely honest uh <laughs> it just it just sucks uh you know not like thinking that i'm where i should be being offered these things and then also like maybe showing up and being a jackass and be like yeah i'll take your last minute booking or uh you know i'll i'll help for five minutes during ring crew you know everyone has a full-time job everyone has commitments you know like there's tons of guys that um have you know kids young kids and stuff like that so it's, it's not an excuse i'm just not putting uh wrestling as the number number one top priority i like to uh it would be cool you know if i get a babysitter i'm gonna go to a wrestling show or help out but you know so we'll see what i have in the future hopefully i uh I get on some stuff. I need to get professional pictures and then just start bullying people into letting me in. That'd be cool. Learn how to wrestle too. That'd be sweet. 
Yeah, I mean, we've heard it from plenty of people before, you know, real life comes first at the end of the day. Um, but I know, I mean, between me and Juice, you know, we would definitely love to see some Maddie Meads out there. Yeah, man. Yeah, come to Vegas. <laughs> yeah, right? Is there a big scene out there? So, not, not, nowhere near as big as New England, but they have, um, I think there's just two promotions and one has their first show in May. So, really one promotion. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's, it's a good one, Future Stars of Wrestling. I'm going to check it out next week, but I've heard good. So, yeah, uh, contact them. <laughs> Fly yeah. out. I know in uh, sometime last year, because it's before I really got to know everyone, I think um, Chase, Cashew, and Ricky Smokes might have went out to Vegas to wrestle. Let me figure that. I got friends in Vegas. I got friends in uh, Bellingham, Washington where I heard there's this, uh, I think it's called 5E or 5C, where it's like one of those five-ring promotions. Washington uh, has a good wrestling scene. Yeah. Seattle has a good wrestling scene. But I also want to, uh, I wanted to like reach out to some of those promotions since I was a little bit more advanced and be like, hey, uh, you know, can I have $50 for my flight? than just work for free to show my friends that this is legit and I haven't been lying this whole time. Well, we know you're legit at least. <laughs> we can vouch for you. Look, you made it on the podcast. I always told you that the second you became a real wrestler, we'll get you on the podcast. And you're licensed. You're licensed. I Yeah, it's on my fridge. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a licensed pro wrestler. If you told me that a year ago, I wouldn't have believed you. <laughs> sick. I mean, I'm basically like going to be the next Cody Rhodes, hopefully. That's a... That's a good bar. That's a good bar. <laughs> I want to, I want to so badly get good at his uppercut just so I can hit it in one match just again. <laughs> Juice, you want to ask the final question? You want me to? I'll, I'll ask it, but okay. I, I feel like he already gave us the answer. But um, it's a question we ask every time. So we're going to ask it for you. And it's what's your dream match? Any stipulation, any opponent doesn't have to be one-on-one, but it can be. Who we, all time too, no restrictions. Who you wrestling? Sandman sober. This normal one on one. I well, hold on, because I'm trying to think about the after party. Because I got I got a couple that started that got me into wrestling. I do like the Sandman a lot, especially right now because he's sober, but he still pours beer down his mouth. He just doesn't swallow it, which I think is the hardest thing you can possibly do as a recovering alcoholic. Uh, so, like, out of straight respect, it's the same, man. It's the greatest of all time. He, he OD'd and died. He was pronounced dead on the scene. They, like, brought him back to life. And they're planning on doing an ECW memorial show for him. And he just showed up. And he's like, like, I think it was Tommy Dreamer. He's like, we're fighting. Like, I'm back, baby. Like, <laughs> that's, that's the hardest thing ever. Uh, so I think strictly out of respect, you know, like, and the only reason why I kind of knew wrestling was a thing in college before I watched it was Sandman. Uh, I really want to wrestle Janela. I, I think a bucket list item I would want to do, I, I don't know if I'd do a full-blown death match, but at least like a hardcore match with that kind of stuff, because it would be sick to tell people that. But also, I got, I got my career to worry about. So, you know, it's not the best if I'm working with children and, uh, you know, one kid's dad's in, into wrestling and he sees me sliced open. <laughs> Honestly, I think you could still do it because, I mean, Britt Baker always gets her clients saying that her dent, like being like, this is you covered in blood. She's like, yeah, <laughs> she still gets a, 
good de- dentistry practice. She has a doctorate. I, I have a bachelor's from Bridgewater State. <laughs> she, like, her job security might be a little bit better. I think those are the top two. There's one guy I really like a lot. I don't know what his name is. I started watching old uh, WCW from like beginning of Peacock, and uh, he's just covered in gig marks. Marks and he New Jack. Now, oh wait, oh, I can't get up. Someone just got me an autographed picture of New Jack in my. Uh, it's hanging up right there. <laughs> and then I, <laughs> I do love me some New Jack. Yeah, I mean, I I only know past wrestlers from Dark Side of the Rings. Yeah, Sandman and Janela, definitely. Uh, if I want a good match, like wrestling wise, um, probably Brian Danielson. Um, we're boys though. I met him uh, September at AEW. Was that when it happened? He couldn't find his parking, and I couldn't find parking. And I, I was yelling at this guy in an eight-cylinder Jeep from my Prius, and then uh, and ended up being brian danielson i didn't know that because i don't actually really watch all that much wrestling uh so i think like midway through the conversation i was like <laughs> and this is when i was using the cattle mutilator as a finisher in class so i was like i, I steal your spots i i know who you are and then i thought like he's a vegan and all this other stuff and he cares about the earth and his hemp belt but here he is driving a gas guzzling jeep as i'm in my little prius carpooling he was alone but he was boys. He was like, I think it's down here. I was like, can normal people park there? He's like, just follow me. I'll, we'll let you in. So, you know, me and uh, BD, I got BDE, Brian Danielson Energy. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, those are, those are my top three that I'd want to match with, I think. It's a good three. That's a good three. And it's a very um, original three. Usually, most of the time, not throwing people on the bus, but you, most of the time, it's just Shawn Michaels. Mm. Who, who's the other one, Brian, uh, Billy? Shawn Michaels. <laughs> like, I feel like there's I another like... one that, like, it's one of the two people. It's either Shawn Michaels or, like... I mean, we get, like, we've gotten Danielson a few times. Kenny Omega pretty often, too. No, he's such a nerd. I feel like there is just one, like, older school wrestler that everybody says. But Shawn Michaels is typically the answer. No, not Bret Hart? No, I, we you haven't, haven't had Bret a Hart. single Bret Hart. I think that's good. saying something. Yeah, good. <laughs> Cry baby. <laughs> that's the issue with wrestling. You know, everyone's nerds. They're wrestling fans. That's what I'm noticing. You know, like they keep saying in class, they're like, you know, like we're wrestling fans. We're cool in high school. It's like, speak for yourself. As a man, I French kissed so many chicks in high school. <laughs> it's a college athlete. <laughs> nerds. <laughs> I think that this is a good point to end our conversation. <laughs> Uh, so we like to give our guests the last few minutes of the episode to plug, promote anything they have going on, be it social media, you know, any other appearances or shows they're going to be working at. So um, whatever you might have to plug or promote, the floor is yours. Yeah. Um, follow me on Instagram, Maddie Meets. Uh, I have a Twitter too. I have like six followers and I just don't know how to like tweet in character yet because I don't have a character. Um, if you're a booker or you want to see me get booked, like book me. Like, if, if I show up late or anything, like, and you listen to this, please understand I'm not an asshole. Like, I'll lick your boots. Uh, I'll, like, buy everyone coffees because I do have a full-time job. I support uh, a child. So, you know, uh, if you're a single mom and, you know, want another, uh, shack, you know, DM me. Uh, it's Maddie Meets on Instagram. <laughs> and, 
yeah i don't know that's it get, get me on shows so i can make more shirts and actually make money and uh make more shirts because i'm really in this just to photoshop myself onto uh silly things well we will for sure be looking out for <laughs> all of those and yes please book maddie meets he is the character that you didn't know you needed on your show all right matt well we want to thank you so much for joining us tonight we definitely appreciate it and we are looking forward to see the future of maddie meets yeah thanks for having me uh juice you're a piece of shit i would have won uh the fantasy league this not that i watch wrestling but uh yeah. <laughs> defending champ forever champ and that was maddie meets uh you can don't forget to follow him follow him on instagram and twitter especially twitter he needs to have the followers on twitter um and once he starts getting booked he You'll definitely be able to find his matches. He'll tweet them out for you. We will. We definitely will. And I'm sure you could write in the YouTubes. I mean, even there is some of his clips on YouTube available from Chaotic. The very limited things, but I found them. You can find them. Just type Man of Meats or type Chaotic uh, Battle Royal. That, that's recently. And you'll see him hitting people with his uh, pepperoni stick, which is just one of my favorite gimmicks ever. Like, that's it was it's just so silly. Like that's the thing about pro wrestling. And like, I know him, he even talked about it, you know, like taking things seriously, but like it is pro wrestling, you know, you're dressed up in tights. <laughs> you're having a fake fight, you know, like it's at the end of the day, you know, you got, yeah, I realize you don't have to take yourself so seriously. And I think that's, that's one of Matt's like really good qualities is like, he's never really taken himself seriously. And like, that's just made him an extremely genuine person. And I think that really came across in this interview. And I really hope that silliness that he, he is a very silly guy, and I love that. I hope he, he incorporates that in his character. He, he, I hope he incorporates it more so because wrestling is it's a lot more serious nowadays, and that that can be awesome at points. But um, I miss I miss really the ridiculousness that I mean before I got into wrestling, but like watching stuff in the past, like Macho Man stuff, and like stuff from the past that was really just silly and goofy. Fucking Shockmaster falling with sparkly helmet. I want more silliness in wrestling. I want a good mix. I want like 50-50. I want, I want serious on one side and silly, the Dan House and the Manny Meats on the other side. Split right down the middle. I want them equal. I don't want one overshadowing another. So go Manny Meats. Manny Meats versus Dan Housen. Uh, double or nothing, 28-25. Uh, 20-25. All right. I think that's a pretty good timeline. I got to give him some time because he's a busy guy and he can't go with all the the shows i gotta give them a good time <laughs> yeah and that, that's another thing about the conversation too you know I, I know we've said this before in other interviews too but you know there is a person behind the wrestler and uh you know it's definitely important for things to happen in real life to to come first for some people again thank you to maddie meets uh, a wonderful guest i know he was a little nervous and uh kind of coming on and, and what we'd be talking about but you know we're we're masters of what we do we, we could ask questions to to anybody whether you started yesterday we'd have enough questions for you or whether you're a 10-year veteran of the industry we got questions with a podcast cream of the crop and don't you forget it oh yeah oh yeah all right juice well if we want to get ourselves over which we are already doing at this point where can the people find us on social media the twitters 
capital T, capital O, cap T, cap C, underscore, capital P, lowercase O, lowercase D. Instagram, it's the same handle. It's T-O-T-C underscore pod. That, those are our socials. We're on YouTube, top of the cage. Um, we'll keep adding stuff, some past interviews, new content, stuff there. So follow us in there. You can destroy top of the cage podcast. We don't have a Facebook. I don't know why I had to say that, but we don't. <laughs> that, fuck Facebook. Yeah, fuck Facebook. Twitter and Instagram and YouTube's. Even though Instagram's owned by facebook but oh yeah don't fuck facebook just fuck normal facebook app fuck the platform facebook yeah just don't fuck the company all right and as we come crashing down to the mat on this episode of top of the cage we want to thank you guys again so much if you guys are listening to us on apple music or spotify make sure you guys are leaving us a five-star review because if you specifically you i know you are there you're not giving us a five-star review we will not give you five-star content that is just a fact yeah it definitely helps the bottom line and it helps us get more looks and like more recommendations on the podcast uh algorithm so definitely leave us some five-star reviews so we can give you that five-star content as bill said and deliver five-star matches and by matches, I mean podcast episodes and interviews. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe matches. Maybe me and Bill will just have like a on of a virtual match. <laughs> well, a match with me. Just pull like a pull a young bucks. <laughs> Rip off PT. <laughs> I'll, I'll like power bomb him to a pool. <laughs> All right. Well, again, thank you to everybody who has tuned in, and we. We'll catch you next time.